Hey there, and welcome to the Life of a Cheerleading Coach. I'm your host, Marley Sievers. With four years of high school coaching experience, six years of experience as an instructor and choreographer for the National Cheerleaders Association, and over a decade in the cheerleading industry, join me as we navigate through the world of high school coaching together. Here we go. This episode is brought to you by the Cheer Coach Planner. Are you ready to replace your bulky coach binder? If so, then you should check out the Cheer Coach Planner. Designed specifically for cheerleading coaches, the Cheer Coach Planner helps you to simplify the administrative side of coaching through the use of planning and organization. Inside, you'll find over 250 pages, including 12 undated monthly calendars, daily life and practice planners, a team section full of forms to help you keep track of everything specific to your team, like rosters, absences, and athlete profiles, and a season section full of forms to help you keep track of everything related to your season, like tryouts, fundraising, game days, pep rallies, and competitions. With a physical planner, digital planner options, and new planners for your captains, you're bound to find an option that works for you. Check them out at cheercoachplanner.com or visit the link in my show notes. The Cheer Coach Planner, your season, your plan. All right, I'm here with Coach Krista Williams, who's the head coach at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Krista, tell us more about your experience in cheerleading and coaching. So this is my third season at UNK. Um, I spent five years as a collegiate cheerleader. Four of those were at UNK. Um, I also am the head cheerleading coach for the Nebraska Shrine Bowl cheerleaders. And um, I also have experience at the cheerleading competition judge. and as a high school cheerleader and all that. Awesome. What got you into coaching? I had amazing coaches when I was in high school and I looked up to them so much. I felt like they brought such a unique energy and they were strict and expected a lot from us, but we could always tell how hard they were working and it made us want to work hard and like not disappoint them. What's been your favorite thing about coaching so far? I just love the environment. I love working in college athletics, especially. But I think just being able to be around a lot of different types of people. And it's just like fun. I don't know. I just always, once I made the, my cheer team in high school, I just knew that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to be exactly like my coaches. And so, yeah. What's been your greatest achievement, either as an athlete or a coach? I've always said like the best moment of my life was when I made my high school cheerleading squad until I made the team at UNK because both those moments played such a big role in where I am now. I think as a coach, it would be getting stunting back to the program here at UNK um, because if you're not really familiar with cheerleading in Nebraska... All schools were groundbound for like two decades. Yeah. So within just like the last few years, high schools are now allowed to do limited stunting mm-hmm. and colleges have gradually gotten it back. Um, because my university was under our University of Nebraska system, mm-hmm. it was just it wasn't just like a given that we were going to be allowed to stunt. High schools were allowed to stunt before any of the universities mm-hmm. were allowed to. 
So it was still something I had to like push for and do a ton of research and talk to a bunch of different coaches because I wanted my athletes to get the true college cheerleading experience, even if that's not what I got while I was there. Um, right. And I also wanted to be able to better contribute to our fan experience by showing our fans what a true college game day atmosphere should be. Yeah. So that was like about a six, seven, six or seven month project. And it was just amazing when all that effort paid off and we got the all clear to get started stunting again. Awesome. Yeah, I I am a little familiar with uh, stunting in Nebraska. What level is like the collegiate programs? What are they limited to? Really, it just depends on your individual school or different things like that. Because mm-hmm. if your athletic department just wants to say you can't do baskets or whatever, then you can't do baskets. But it's not necessarily not allowed. Okay. College programs can pretty much do whatever is allowed under like typical collegiate cheer regulations, um, as long as your athletic department is cool with it. Okay. So it just varies. Yeah. Okay. What's been your most challenging experience as a coach? I think a challenging but rewarding experience is just dealing with student athletes and different people from different walks of life and learning how to handle that. When you're under a lot of pressure as a coach to get things done and have things look perfect, it's easy to forget that these people all have their own problems and stressors in their lives outside of cheer. Mm-hmm. So it's just important to know how to approach that and know when to be the tough love coach and when to be the, hey, this has been going on at cheer. Is there something bigger going on outside of cheer that I should know about or can help with? Right. I, th- I think there's tremendous value in being able to do both, though, and being there for your athletes. What do you think are the most important skills to have when you're working as a coach? Flexibility, for sure. Uh, things are never going to go as you plan. You'll show up to a game and they'll say you have to stand in a completely different spot than what you've been practicing. And yeah. now formations are messed up and everything you worked on feels like it was for nothing. And you just have to go with it and adapt and figure out how to make it work. and you have to be able to go with the flow, but always have to have a backup plan for the backup plan. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we kind of talked about cheerleading in Nebraska. What is like competitive cheer look like? Do you do competitive? So my team, my college team right now personally doesn't. Back when I was competing in high school in Nebraska, teams would maybe go to two competitions a year. And one of those is state which teams don't have to qualify for anything in Nebraska. You just sign up and... And you go. Yeah. um, (laughs) Previously, the categories were um, non-tumbling or tumbling, and neither category was allowed to stunt. But more recently, teams competing in the tumbling category are allowed to stunt. So if you don't tumble, then you also can't stunt at state, basically. Um, And then when it comes to competing in college, I mean, it's basically nationals or nothing, so... Right. There are some, you know, teams that might do an exhibition or something, but you really don't have a lot of options as an NCAA school. In the NAIA, it's kind of different because it's a sanctioned sport. But as of right now, my team doesn't compete. And that's something I would love to change, especially now that we've implemented stunting. Mm-hmm. But it just requires a lot of resources and skills that we need to acquire to make that happen. And it also makes it a bigger time commitment, which I think 
can push some athletes away because it gets too much for them because college is already a lot. And then being in a competitive sport is like so much change. Right. It is a huge time commitment. How do you motivate your athletes? This is a tough one because I think there's so little you can actually do to motivate your athletes when you think about it. I think most of their motivation has to come from within themselves at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You like to have fun themed practices once a month and do activities every once in a while that allow everyone to show how much they care about each other. But ultimately, I think that self-discipline is one of the most important traits I look for when I'm choosing my team. Because if you need me to motivate you, then you've already lost. You know, your job is literally to motivate others. So that needs to come from you. That makes sense. How would you describe your team culture? I'm always stressing about how much my team needs to care about each other. Um, if your teammate gets to fly, even though you wanted to, you need to be happy for them. If they're in the front row and you thought you deserved that spot, you need to be happy for them. Mm-hmm. Your job is to support others and not start with your own teammates. If you guys are putting each other's lives in your hands, you better hope your teammates, you know, care about you more than they care about how many push-ups they would have to do if they dropped you. Um, I also try to maintain a joking energy at practice when it's appropriate. Obviously, there are times when you have to be like hyper-focused and dialed in. Um, but there are also moments where you need to let them be kids and have fun. And it's important to find the balance of productivity and fun. Mm-hmm. I also think a big part of our team culture is just loving a challenge. And I like to push my team towards goals that I know they can achieve, even if they can't see it yet. Awesome. I love that. What's the best piece of advice that you've been given? In terms of coaching, I would say it's just to care about your athletes. They won't want to succeed if they don't think that you care about them on anything other than an athletic level. So what is some advice that you would give to someone who's just starting their coaching career? Um, You could probably argue that I'm still just starting my coaching (laughs) career, but um, I would say it's definitely a roller coaster. You're going to have good years and bad years and good months and bad months. And you'll have athletes that hate you before realizing what you were doing all along was just trying to better them. And that's okay. The first time something major goes wrong in a routine, tell them they did a good job anyways, because Mm -hmm. there are moments when they need to be told they messed up and there are moments when they can figure it out themselves. So just giving them encouragement when you know it's, that's not what they're giving themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like at times we, I mean, anybody could be overly critical too, but sometimes they just need that encouragement. So what lessons do you hope that your athletes receive during their time in your program? I just hope my athletes know that they're valued and that they matter. Even if it seems like people don't always see that it's easy for other people to take them for granted. if They're always there, but just know that things wouldn't be the same without you. You know, we always, there's, always a couple games over our Christmas break where we're not at them because it's like right after new years and stuff. And it's like, I'm giving my team a break. And so when there's some fans of the games and they're like, where are the cheerleaders? And it's like, do you care when we're there like normally, or do you just care when we're not there? And so 
I just hope that they know that like, even if people don't appreciate them, like they, there is like this gap that's like left when they're not there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So there are a couple topics that you would wanted to talk about. So the first one being professional cheerleading versus collegiate cheerleading. So let's talk about like the differences in that. Okay. Yeah. This is such an interesting topic for me because I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about professional cheerleading from both sides. I think how society views professional cheerleading isn't cheerleading in terms of like typical NFL cheerleading. Um, I'm talking like the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, you know, one of the most well-known professional cheerleading squads. Um, And I use cheerleading in quotes there probably, but that isn't to say that there aren't any professional teams that are Mm -hmm. reverting back to the more traditional sense of cheerleading. Um, The Tennessee Titans cheerleaders, I think are the best example of this probably. Their team is kind of structured where they have a co-ed squad and they have a typical NFL dance team, essentially. But they all perform as one cohesive unit. So they have boys that are tumbling and throwing girls in the air. And then they have the dancers performing with them. And my hope is that more NFL cheer teams transition back to this style. I have a girl on my team whose mom was an NFL cheerleader way back when. Mm -hmm. And she said that the people on the co-ed squad were basically looked down on by the people on the other squad as like a lesser portion of the team, which I think is super sad because it just led to where NFL cheer teams are now, which just isn't cheer at the end of the day. Um, I think the Baltimore Ravens cheerleaders are the only other NFL team that stunts. Mm -hmm. And there are some NBA teams that have a traditional cheer squad in addition to their usual dance teams. But um, I'm hoping that that kind of grows. I think there are a lot of collegiate cheerleaders that think once you're done with college cheer, that's kind of it. Right. But there are like these opportunities that are opening up for people. And I think the more people that know about them and get interested in them, the more teams will want to implement those. Yeah, 100%. I'm actually, I didn't even know that Tennessee Titans and the Ravens were implementing stunts because they've been more of a dance team for so long, all those professional teams. So that's right, really cool. Yeah. I like that they're opening up and becoming more like, traditional cheerleading. How do you feel about the current state of cheerleading as far as being recognized as a sport? This is something I could probably talk for an hour about. So I'm going <laughs> to try to give the most abridged version of this. <laughs> but I think that there is so much more that needs to be done to make cheer a fair, safe, and consistent sport. Mm-hmm. One of the things that has inspired me recently is the 50th anniversary of Title IX this year. Um, yeah. The problem for me is that cheer isn't recognized as a sport under Title IX, which I think the biggest issue with that is that the NCAA doesn't recognize cheer as a sport because, Mm -hmm. and this is what the NCAA claims, that the primary goal of a sport has to be competition. But are we really trying to argue that the primary purpose of college athletics is competition? It's not to develop athletes into better people or give them life skills that they can take with them right. way after they're done with their sport. Yes, you're doing that through the development of their athletic skills, but I think that saying competition has to be the most important factor is not only a subjective standard, but also just an incorrect metric for deciding what makes a sport. 
the primary goal has to be competing. So cheer can't be a sport, even if they compete because they also support other teams. So we're punishing cheerleaders for supporting other teams on top of wanting to compete, which just has never made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I also think there's a lot of work that needs to be done in order to get cheer to be recognized as a sport. Mm-hmm. And I think that USA cheer and varsity are not very supportive of those things and actively do things to hinder that from happening. I mean, USA cheer even states on their website that they don't think cheer should be recognized as a title nine sport. And that cheer being recognized as a sport would not make it safer. But in my opinion, that's just a blatant misrepresentation of the facts. And I don't understand how they can say that when there are plenty of college and high school teams that break the rules of cheerleading and nothing ever happens to them. Because the NCAA isn't going to find your school if you break the rules because no one's really overseeing it. Mm-hmm. There are rules in place, but like... If no one's enforcing them, then nothing, there's no consequence for throwing a basket toss on the gym floor without a mat, you know? Right. So I think continuing to perpetuate the stereotypes that cheer shouldn't be considered a sport just makes it even more likely that no one ever looks into the recommendations that are recommended. Because why would they? The school isn't going to get fined for something. Why put an effort into learning what are basically inconsequential rules. So I just find it kind of ridiculous and self-serving that these huge governing bodies of cheer have the audacity to say that cheerleading safety wouldn't be improved by having cheer recognized as a sport and count under Title IX. I think that excluding cheer just forfeits every team's rights and what they deserve, which is to be treated like every other sport which means budget, facilities, that means coaching staff and training, everything. Cheer teams deserve whatever other sport is getting. And it's sad that coaches have to feel bad for asking for even a percentage of what sanctioned sports teams are getting. And I think it's worth mentioning that at my university, cheer is under athletics. So we're not just a club. So we do get a ton of the benefits of being an athletic program. And Mm -hmm. we're super blessed because a lot of collegiate cheer teams can't say the same thing. But even still, there are things that probably will never will never get until cheer becomes a sanctioned sport. And if you have a team whose main job is to support other teams, why would you not want to invest in them? You know? Yeah. I guess would you argue that when now that cheer is kind of eligible to be in the Olympics and it wouldn't be the 2024 Olympics, I guess, but would that help make strides towards cheer being recognized? Or do you think that title nine is like the, the most important aspect of that? No, I totally think that cheer being in the Olympics definitely helps. Um, I think that the whole thing was stunt the sport um, and people, you know, that's like, it's like an emerging NCAA sport or whatever it is. You know, it's in like the, it's infancy, you know, in the NCAA right now, just trying to see if it's going to be like an official yeah. NCAA sanctioned sport. But I think that saying, well, cheer, cheer can't be a sport, but we can have this. It's just like, I, it's so much different than like performance cheerleading because there's none of like the performance aspect. It's just the athletic stuff. And I feel like it almost takes the fun out of watching 
a cheer team because they're like they're not really smiling. They're just like mm-hmm. going through the motions and they're doing exactly what they need to be doing. Love that. They're yeah. super impressive, but I don't get excited watching them because it's like I don't there's nothing like special about it. There's no like performance element or just like crowd engaging mm-hmm. stuff. And so I think it's like just does cheer a disservice to be like, well, yeah, stop the sport can be a sport, but cheer. No, because you support other teams, whatever. But I don't think yeah. necessarily, you know, having cheer recognized in their title lines, like the end all be all. But I think that having that definitely would help progress the sport yeah. faster than some other things. 100%. Especially in like scenarios where, you know, your your administrative team or whoever is over your program is keeping you from doing things like competing or stunting or things like that I can see why you know it would help it would help progress things a lot further what negative stereotypes surrounding cheerleading are you working to eliminate I mean I think it's more acceptable now but because we haven't had stunting in Nebraska it's not super common to have male cheerleaders Mm -hmm. and so obviously just making people in our fan base used to seeing them because like I don't want it to be a oh my gosh they have a boy on the team like that's so awesome that he like is brave enough to try out for the team and stuff like I want it to be normalized you know as opposed to like oh wow that's so brave of him you know it's like (laughs) he's just a cheerleader like right (laughs) you know um but I mean another like typical cheer stereotype is the stereotypical mean girl you know that you always see in the movies and everything um Mm -hmm. My team is full of like super kind, compassionate, caring people. Yeah. And they didn't, they didn't learn that from me, probably honestly, like that they're just like that. And I just really hope other people are able to see that. Last year, a couple of girls on my team were going around collecting canned foods to donate mm-hmm. and they went to a woman's house whose husband had just died. And the next day they went back to her, her home and brought her flowers. Aww. And like, I didn't even like know this for like over, like they weren't like going around being like, oh, yeah, we went and got our flowers and stuff. Like, I just like accidentally found out about this. And I'm just right. like, it was just such like a beautiful gesture that like just really shows how much they care about others. And, you know, I think it's funny that there is the negative mean girl stereotype with cheer mm-hmm. because like the whole point of cheer is to be supportive and encouraging of others. Right. So it's just funny, like the disconnect that's mm-hmm. there. No, I agree a hundred percent. I feel like, I don't know, especially my athletes, like we work to be members of the community and serve the community and there's still that stereotype. And it's like, I don't know if it'll ever go away. Right. It's just, it's just one of those things, unfortunately, but I just have a couple last questions for the interview. What is your why? Like, why do you do what you do? There's something so special about being a part of a sport that was literally created to encourage people. Yeah. And I just want people to feel important and encouraged. I feel so blessed to be in a sport that's centered around lifting others up. And I love the little moments when a group hits a stunt for the first time or when the team is all laughing about something in unison. You know, my why is just... The tutors on the team that found their home and cheer, just like I did. Where can people connect with you? 
Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's at K-R-I-S-T-A-W-I-L-L-Y-U-M-S. Um, you can also get in contact with me through my team's social media, which is all at UNK Cheer. You can also find me on Fiverr for choreography. That ad is the same. It's at K-R-I-S-T-A-W-I-L-L-Y-U-M-S. You can also send me an email. That's WilliamsKR2 at unk.edu, W-I-L-L-I-A-N-S-K-R, the number two, at unk.edu. Sweet. Thanks so much for being on the show, Krista. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning into this episode of The Life of a Cheerleading Coach. To be notified when another episode is posted, visit the link in the show notes to sign up for my newsletter. Don't forget to follow The Life of a Cheerleading Coach on Instagram and Facebook, and be sure to click the listener support button on my anchor page. Thanks again for listening, and go make a difference. Oh, 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 oh,